Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. We are rolling through the 1 o'clock hour. Tim Ring, Ron Wolfley, Tyler Drake has pulled up a chair, put on the headphones, pulled the mic nice and tight as we talk about what Johnny Gannon may do with his first staff here on his maiden voyage. Tyler, good to see you, brother. What's going on, guys? Thanks for having me. Hey, man. Busy day for you yesterday. Before we get into the uh, the staff hires, the potential hires, what did you think of Jonathan Gannon's introductory press conference on Thursday? Yeah, you know, for me, I thought the confidence stood out. The That was the most, uh, that was the biggest thing from my, uh, you know, just listening in. And, and I thought, you know, he was, he knew what he wanted to say. He was... You know, he actually, I didn't think he shied away from questions. I thought he gave more than, you know, what we were asking him even. So pleasant surprise, pleasant change from what we had seen the last couple of years of just trying to pull something out of somewhere. But I thought, I thought he, he did a great job as introductory press conferences go. And now you just got to see what he does on the field. So we have also heard there are three guys being considered or will be interviewed for the offensive coordinator position for the Arizona Cardinals. Um, talk a little bit about these three gentlemen and what you know about them and who's your favorite. Yeah, you know, I think for me right now, so the three guys, we've got Drew Petzing, uh, Drew Terrell, I believe that's his name, and yes. Joel Joel Thomas. So, out of those three guys, my my pick right now is Petzing, uh, just because there's a little bit of connection there with Gannon. They worked in Minnesota together. Uh, Petzing looks like he's coming up through the ranks. He was tight ends coach the last, uh, not this this season, but the past two, and he went up to quarterbacks this year with the Browns. Uh, you know, Jacoby Brissett had to work with him a lot, so uh, I thought he had a better season I would oh, than, than what I expected him yes. to have. So, I mean, honestly, I didn't really look too much into the Deshaun. Watson kind of takeover, but just what he did with Brissett I thought was pretty solid and I think at this point you really need to find a guy that can just mesh with a quarterback and I think he's a younger guy and I think that might be able to you know, work with Kyler and, and work with really anybody in that room moving forward because like we all know, we might not be Kyler starting the season, so you got to bring in a guy who's not only going to be able to work with Kyler but also be able to to uh, connect with those guys uh, elsewhere in the quarterback's room. Could bring in Jacoby Brissett as well to be the Oh. That. That's not bad. Right, right there. Uh, Petsing actually uh, coached Tyler at both Harvard and Yale. No. Smart guy. I know you have to be smart to go there. I don't know. Ooh, fancy. <laughs> I don't know. I know you have to be smart to go there. I, I assume you have to be smart to, to coach there uh, as well. Um, what about Petsing's background? Tyler, when you say you like him, he's your, your favorite. You know, Mary Kay Cabot of the Cleveland Plain Dealer pretty much has reported that Petsing's actually going to be the guy. So okay. I don't know if she has information that we don't, but Petsing may already be the, the clubhouse leader, if you will. Mm. What about his background says this is the guy for Kyler Murray? Can you speak to that at all, Tyler? You know, it's, it's tough with these guys because, again— there's a lot of just, you know, digging and finding information. But I think for me, it's just a guy that is coming up through the ranks. He's really fighting tooth and nail to get where he's at today. And I think that means a lot. I think that's kind of what Jonathan Gannon did. And I think we're seeing that with who he wants to hire. I think it's it's about the up-and-comers now. And I think, you know, it's it's the... 
the side of me is like, yeah, you'd want to get in a, an established guy, a veteran guy who's been there, who can really be like, hey, Kyler, we got to this point because this is what I got out of my quarterback. But at the same time, the league's changing. Maybe it's more of a, hey, we need a younger guy in here to really relate better with our with our franchise quarterback to take that next step. And I also think just the fact that Gannon is a defensive-minded coach, that could help a lot just with not having to be the OC to sit in there with Kyler every day. I think having that degree of separation is going to go a long way, but you've got to find the right guy that's really going to connect with Kyler. Yeah, you know, for me right now, I, I love the fact that he's coming from the Cleveland Browns. If, in fact, it is going to be Petsing, if it is going to be the fact he's coming from the Cleveland Browns, I love. And the reason why I say that is because I think the Browns do a great job of blending the old mm. and the new. And you guys have heard me talk about yeah. this. I, I, I am fascinated by this. The balance of the old and the new and the blending of the two. I, I think this is where this, this Cardinals offense can grow the most. So I would love that because they love to take the quarterback and stick him under center with Nick Chubb, of course, running oh, yeah. the ball. Yeah. They were very, very good in terms of running the ball and doing it in a very north-south physical kind of way. Now, that doesn't mean, by any stretch <laughs> of the imagination, that doesn't mean that's going to happen here. Mm-hmm. But they do use an awful lot of one-back as well with the Cleveland Browns. And that is what... Jonathan Gannon loves 11 personnel, one back, one tight end, three wide receivers, 12 personnel where you have one back, two tight ends, and then 13 personnel where you have one back and three tight ends as well. So maybe we're going to see an awful lot of that, but um, it's interesting to me that Petsing comes from that team because they do it better than anybody else in the league. Visiting with Tyler Drake, Arizona Sports Cardinals reporter. Tyler, let's let's talk about the defensive coordinator's role now. Go ahead and handicap the candidates. A couple names trickling in over the last 24 hours. Yeah, we've got uh, Covington out of New England. He's the DL coach. And then we've got uh, Dave Borg... I might, might be butchering it. Borganzi, I think it is. Borganzi! Borganzi! You gotta say it with a little <laughs> you gotta, swag yeah. tie. Yeah, you gotta... Borgon. <laughs> Borganzi! Linebackers! Chicago Bears! Yep. <laughs> yep, yep. And then uh, I think also Troy Walter for uh, Cincinnati is also in the running for that OC job now too. I think that was a recent oh, wow. report. So okay. yeah, so, so and former Cardinal that. actually. Okay, how about that? Yeah. All so right. that's interesting. But yeah, DC that that's another one where it's it's kind of I'm interested to see just who's all coming in and, and what kind of mindset they want because. When we talked to Jonathan Gannon yesterday after the press conference, he, he had mentioned that he was going to speak with Vance Joseph, see if their plans meshed, aligned, and then go from there. And as we saw, it was reported that he got released. So I'm really interested to see what kind of mindset they are going to bring to the table. It looks like, uh, you know, at least I think Dave is a pretty young guy. So uh, another up-and-coming type hire, it sounds like, which I think right now is just kind of – Gannon's MO. You know what's really cool about this too is Borgonzi was at Harvard the same time that Petzing put it together. Was at Harvard. Ooh, <laughs> fancy. Just saying, basically. Put it together. Stop and think about it. There we go. 2009. They were both at Harvard. You just don't think of dudes, you know, smearing the eye black on and bloodying up the knuckles at Harvard. And yet there it is. I mean, we all know they're playing football, but still, (laughs) 2009, you got Drew Petzing. He's there. 
and and you've got Borgonzi. I, I to me, I was shocked when I heard that they they know each other. Yeah. Obviously, man, they were they were at Harvard in two thousand nine, and then I mentioned Petzing was at Yale in two thousand twelve. So Petzing <laughs> played yeah. Petzing played his college football at Middlebury, and Borgonzi played his college football at Amherst. A couple of East Coast fancy boys. Will. Ooh, fancy. Obviously, they've got a lot of cognition going on as well. The cognition is fiery. Hey, Jonathan Gannon said he wanted smart. That was one of his four things. There we go. There you go. Put it that, together. That would be it right there. It's going to be very interesting to see. This is going to. When do you think this is going to come down? Do you put a timeline on it at all, Ty? I think I wouldn't be surprised if we're getting into hires next week. I, I think you've got to get on your horse and start going now. I think this is a later hire, so now it's time to really kick it into gear, get these guys in, and really start building that blueprint for what you want these players to do. Have you heard any rumors at all on Michael Zordich actually becoming a DB's coach for Jonathan <laughs> No, Gannon? I have Michael not. Michael Zordich, he, he happens to be a really, well, just my best friend. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> He's out there, and I'm just saying right now, Michael Z, let me know if you hear a rumor. Oh, I will. That's out there that maybe Jonathan Gannon is going to look at Michael Zordich <laughs> from Youngstown. <laughs> I'll tell you this. We're 11 days away from March. I thought that was funny. I mean, I just said. <laughs> they got to get moving. Yeah, they got to I mean, get Tyler, moving. you mentioned it. This was a late hire. And, I mean, hell, the Combine's got to be coming up in a couple days. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you've got um, look at the new league year. When does that start? Is that the fifteenth? Yeah, I think it's right around I, I there. I think it's. I think it is. I haven't looked at it. The NFL league year. You got to have that ready to go. Of course, bada bing, bada boom. Yeah, I think that probably. Yeah, is March what March fifteenth. The yes. com- the combines in eleven days. Yes. So you presumably want your staff in place and and knowing what you want to do. I mean, Zach Allen. Ground. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, what's going to happen with Zach Allen? That's that's, that's still one of my biggest things. Well, of course, you talk about the Combine as well. Right now, I'm sure Monty Ossenfort and uh, Dave Sears, those two guys in particular, they've probably already started oh, the yeah. process oh, yeah. with the scouts, of course, that are in the organization already. They've already probably started oh, the I process. I would hope so. Mm-hmm. I, w- I would just say you'd probably want your defensive coordinator and like, kind of, yeah. you want that. You want that hierarchy in place right on down through your... Yeah, but there are some general managers don't want to hear from you You if you're a coach. (laughs) They don't. They seriously, I don't want to hear from you. Uh, I, I could tell you stories, some famous stories, <laughs> right? Of coaches. But who you want to know a scheme, right? You're going, what, what are we running into into the draft room? <laughs> busted their way in. It's out of, yeah, I'll draft this guy. <laughs> I want no names, ladies and gentlemen, no names ever. But it does happen. Yeah, and I mean, especially with the number three pick and, and likely being a defensive guy, if they stay there, I mean, you've got it. Yeah, you've got to have these things in place and you've got to start moving forward to, to really build this team up how you think it should be going into next year. Tyler, excellent work, my friend. Appreciate you dropping by. Good luck with your coverage of the coaching staff search now that the coaching search is uh, complete.